I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the mouth. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The deadline, dude. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh my gosh! You know how they say like the Kentucky Derby is the most exciting two minutes in sports. Some people say that. You know, it's debatable. For me, I kind of mostly buy that just horses. No, I'm from Kentucky, so I buy that. I lo- I do watch it. It's fun and all that. But it's the most exciting week for a company that makes hats. It's not weak. I don't know. Um, but well, people we have to buy it. the hats first, right? We were. That, that's true. We we were joking today. We were texting about is it like the the most exciting day of the year for NBA? And literally, it was like it's the most exciting hour. That last hour, it's the best before the trade deadline. You you, you can't do anything, okay? You can't have any nope. schedule. Nope. It's just especially with Twitter now. Like, what do people do before Twitter? I wondered that 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 had to suck because just <laughs> tweet tweet deck open. I had the like ESPN show on on the TV, which. Thoughts on that for days, but let's just God love Kendrick alone. Perkins and Paul Pierce, but get them off my television. <laughs> Nick said it, so there you go. And yeah, it was just a, it was a great last hour. Even though the, you know Mavericks obviously didn't do anything, it's just it's so fun. You're like on the edge of your seat the whole time. It's the best. I love it. I love and everybody was saying, oh, it's going to be this slow deadline. We haven't heard anything. There's always stupid deals that go down. There's always a mm. bunch of them. And there's always like two or three deals that matter, right? That actually mean something. And then they're just cushioned with all these other deals, these ancillary deals that just make it fun, right? Like uh, today, the Hawks traded Scala BCA for cash to Portland, right? Like that's a stupid deal. Uh, or no, the Hawks got well, Scala BCA around. from yeah. Portland. Yeah, yeah. Other way around. I don't know. They could move the needle. <laughs> but it just adds, you know, it's a woge bomb, right? Like it just get, hits you that little more, a little endorphin hit, like boom. Boom, boom. You can't can't get hit, yeah. you know, with haymakers the whole time, but you just get these little drips, right? This drip. Oh. Uh Bruno Caboclo going to Houston with a second mm. round pick and Jordan Bell going to Memphis with a second round pick. They're just swapping second round picks in these guys. Ooh, little drip, boom. It's uh it's a fun day. So on today's podcast, we're gonna break down some of these deals, some of the bigger ones, and uh we'll talk about why the Mavs didn't make a deal. Uh, I have a piece coming out for Central Track. It could be on the website right now as you're listening to this. So go to Central Track and read that about why the Mavs didn't make a deal. But we're going to discuss that a little bit here. We will also discuss uh, Brad Townsend had some reporting about the deal the Mavericks were going to get into if Mm. some things had gone the right way for them. So we'll we'll discuss that. But first, Isaac Harris with the fifth pick in the 2020 All-Star Draft. Team LeBron takes Luka Doncic. Giannis, you disappointed me, bro. <laughs> uh, I had all these opinions on Giannis. I used to love Giannis. Um, is it yeah, safe now, to say the dream is dead? No, it's not. <laughs> or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This does determine everything. Uh, <laughs> but 
we had this whole it was set up perfect you know <laughs> lebron takes anthony davis we knew that and then I, I was literally i was standing beside one of my friends from work and um i was explaining to him what was happening and i'm like right now Giannis is about to take luca if he doesn't take luca mm-hmm. he's going to take Kawhi, and then it's like i'm kind of nervous Giannis takes Embiid over Kawhi and luca i have a theory about Embiid first um, I'm currently watching the game, and um, Embiid or the the Bucks are up by ten or twelve against them, and Embiid is playing terribly. I think he just did it just for this one game to get in his head. I think it worked. Well, that was the deal. Embiid's like, "Hey, take me, take me first, and I'll just suck in this game." <laughs> he paid him off. He paid him off in the <laughs> back. But then it goes back to LeBron, and I'm like, "All right." Now LeBron has a choice of Kawhi's. And I'm like, you know, Kawhi spurring them in free agency. He's a crosstown rival. Yeah. He's going to take Luka because Luka's like, you know, that he always looked up to him. And he takes freaking Kawhi. And I'm like, let's go, Luka and Giannis. I don't care if it was the first pick or yeah. not. I got super hyped. Yep. Not again. Took his African brother. That's what he Siakam, said. Which we, yes, and I, and I love I love Siakam. And it's nothing you know against Siakam, but... And uh, my heart just dropped because I'm like, Phew. so then Giannis takes Siakam, and then LeBron takes Luke after that. He basically had no choice. He was left with what? Harden, Kemba, Kemba, Trey. Oh, they did. They were not ready to take Harden. Also, <laughs> I, by the way, I laughed out loud. Um, LeBron has Harden, Chris Paul, and Russell Westbrook on his team. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's incredible. Quite I the mean, squad I, there. Okay, so at this point, do we need to spot Giannis's team? I mean, do we need 15? to... Yeah, 15? Yeah. Wait, how do five and, points every quarter? Don't, doesn't it reset every quarter? Oh, yeah, all the rules. <laughs> forgot about that. Um, but it was pretty cool that it turned out, you know, east versus west as far as the starters. And you know, that's just wild. It's just crazy that Giannis... Le- LeBron you know, has Lillard and Westbrook, too. I didn't think about that. We have the Harden-Chris Paul thing, the Lillard-Westbrook thing, the Chris Paul-Westbrook thing. All kinds of things. Ben Simmons. Ben yeah. Simmons. He picked him early in the reserves. That was weird. He did. It's this rich Paul guy. Oh, that's uh, true. I forgot about that. I love that Kimba Walker got picked over James Harden. That was uh, pretty pretty funny for <laughs> well, me. Well, Gian- Giannis's response with you know Chuck said, "Don't you want to take the dribble the dribble dribbler or like the dribble king?" And he was like, "No, I want somebody that's going to pass to me." <laughs> I, I laughed so hard. <laughs> it was great. That's Giannis is Giannis is super fun. He seems like a great guy, but bro, you suck as a GM. So <laughs> watch they win the game. I know they probably will because they're they're gonna like go out and like try the hardest. But um, sure, Luca's on Team LeBron. I'm happy for Luca because you know you know you know Luca's happy to play with LeBron. He's gonna get a, a joy playing uh, with his uh, with his idol. So we'll here's all be watching. The, here's the thing too. You know who's also if you, say, free, if you say what I'm about to, what I think you're going to say. You know who's I'm also a free agent in two years. Kawhi Leonard. Keep keep going. Kawhi Leonard, yeah. free agent in two years. Hey, plays with Luca. Maybe he's like, yo, this dude's the real thing, and then he leaves and decides to join the Maps. It's not all about oh, okay. Giannis in 2021. Okay, I thought you were going to tie it back to LA somehow. Yeah, sure. No, no, let's do it. Kawhi's ready to leave. He's like, he's like, I played in LA. That was fun, but you know, whatever. Won my won my title that I got, and now I'm gonna go win a title with a fourth team. I mean, it could go even further, and they play in this game, and Anthony Davis is like, "Hey, pff, I can be a free agent <laughs> this summer. 
Why? Why? I should play well, with the, the younger version. Space this summer, but they can, hey, everybody, anybody can create space. But he's like, hey, I could play with Would the you younger version. Porzingis LeBron? for AD straight up. Oh no, is this the new Bomba for for Dennis Smith Jr.? <laughs> what have we done? But I'm just saying, AD can look at LeBron and be like, hey, bro, you're good, but you're aging. You know, once they get upset in like the second round, they don't even make it to the conference finals. And you know, he calls up Lucas, like, hey, man, you know, you threw me that lob in the All Star game. I'd rather play with a younger version of LeBron in Dallas. Can you convince him to make some space? I just laid it all out right there. There you go. That's all it is. All right. Coming up, let's get into the trade deadline. Let's get into some of these deals that were interesting. Uh, and let's talk about why the Mavericks didn't do anything, apparently. We'll talk about that. But before we do, Isaac, we talk a lot about physical fitness, but there's another side of the game that's just as important, and I'm talking about mental fitness. It's what made LeBron a better GM, just had more mental fitness than Giannis, um, because he uses calm, and LeBron and calm know that your body and your mind is like a muscle, and calm can help you train your brain to sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash NBA, you'll get 40% off a Calm membership right now. Calm has all these little uh, you know, sounds and people reading stories and calming things to calm down your mind, help you focus, center yourself to be able to get to sleep. Uh, you have access to nature scenes that LeBron loves like rain or leaves, um, sleep stories, meditations, all kinds of things to help you, you know, fall asleep. I have a, such a hard time falling asleep right now. I don't know if it's just that my job is media and I basically work till I decide to go to sleep uh, and I don't have any buffer time in between that, but this is something I probably need. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash NBA. That's C-A-L-M dot com. You can also click the link in the description of this podcast for all of our offers. Unlock content to help you focus ease stress and sleep better get started at calm.com slash locked on nba all right isaac harris let's get into this um trade deadline okay so we, yesterday we talked about the four-team deal with houston atlanta uh houston atlanta vegas uh houston atlanta minnesota and denver we talked about the iguodala deal yesterday um not a lot of st- stuff got added to that. I felt like that deal was just ongoing, right? Like, <laughs> just kept adding and adding. It ended up being uh, Memphis got Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, who they're going to waive, and Gorgie Jang. Uh, Miami got Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill, which is w- weird to me. And then Minnesota gets James Johnson. That's what it ended up being. But that deal, just, like every hour, it felt like somebody else was being added to that trade. Uh, so we talked that about super- that. Well, yeah, mainly because Gallo wasn't, you know, they didn't tie in yeah. OKC in that. A lot of people thought they would. And, um, you know, Gorgie leaving Minnesota, swapping out for James Johnson. But really, it boils down to Miami. Really, only two contenders on trade deadline day really, I think, made improvements. And that was Miami and, and the Clippers. And with, uh, as far as like needle mover improvements, like Philly got Guys better. Guys that will with, definitely play in a playoff rotation. Exactly. And Miami's taking those three guys and turn, turning them into Iguodala and Jay Crowder and whatever you want to do with Solomon Hill. But both of those, Iguodala and Crowder, those are solid additions to this to this Miami team. And Justice Winslow, like I'm happy for him going going to Memphis. It seems like he he's excited to go there. He's going to team up with some ex-Duke teammates. And, you know, he joins a young core and John Morant and Jaron Jackson, those guys. But, you know, he's also been hurt lately too. So they kind of, 
They kind of take three guys. Yeah, they kind of take three guys that's not really been in the rotation and swap them out for Iguodala and Jay Crowder. And I, I, I just I love what Miami did, even though they didn't land Gallo. Yeah, it, it at least it boosted them, you know, up the middle basically, or boosted them around the wings, and uh, that's something yeah. that you're definitely going to need. Uh, stat deal was interesting. Uh, the big ones, though, that we'll talk about. D'Angelo Russell and Wiggins swap teams. Golden State and Minnesota. That one was wild. Uh, Marcus Morris going to the Clippers. That one has implications all over the place. Um, Drummond to Cleveland. That one was crazy. And then I think everything else is kind of blasé. I don't think anything else really stood out too much. Uh, unless you want to super get into uh, Shabazz Napier for Jordan McRae. I do not. People are nope. in on Jordan McRae. Uh, let's start with D'Angelo Russell. So D'Angelo Russell goes to Minnesota with Jacob Evans and Amari Spellman for Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 protected first and a 2022 second round pick from Minnesota. That's crazy. I The best way for me to sum up today, and I tried to put it in a tweet, but I don't think I could really capture it. So we remember the Maverick season ticket holder uh, person at the uh, – at the um, after a game post game press conference, that's what it was uh, a few weeks ago, a month or so ago. That are you talking about? Are you talking about our favorite post game question ever? <laughs> They're why? in the back, but but why? Why? Literally, that was my reaction all day. Like, why? <laughs> like, why are some of these trades happening? Why did Drummond go to Cleveland? Why did the Why did Golden State give in? Like at this moment, there's so many. Okay, so the Russell Wiggins trade. I mean, that was clearly the biggest trade of the deadline, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, clearly the, the biggest. Maybe you I mean, you can talk me into Marcus Morris because that affects, you know, a potential title team. Okay, none okay. of the other team, none of the other trades did. But, you know, Russell and, and Wiggins were the biggest names, I guess. Yeah, and like Capella-Covington deal, you know, that was a, a bigger deal you know, as far as quantity goes and stuff. But <clears throat> I was just fascinated because I was never convinced that Golden State was going to trade Russell right now. I just I, I didn't understand it, and even when the package came out, I mean, I think all of us, you know, the knee jerk reaction was, "Is that it? Like, yeah, is that literally all they got?" And for- we had been we had been you know conditioned to think that the initial deal that was that's reported by all these guys, we this year was fascinating to me as far as reporting because we got to see how deals get done, basically the entire step. So much was reported this year because not a lot was happening. So people were reporting so many things. Shams reported, what was that trade that he reported? Um, like one piece at a time. <laughs> it was like, yeah. this is he's going here and he's going here. Maybe it was part of the Iguodala trade. Like Crowder, was, is go- yeah. Crowder is going to Miami. Another tweet. Solomon Hill is going to Miami. <laughs> it's like one one spot at a time. But you can see how some of these things get built. And you can see how some things fall apart. The Oklahoma City thing fell apart. And so we were thinking, okay, well, this is the initial base of the deal with D'Lo and Wiggins. There's going to be stuff added to it, and it just never happened. Like, nothing else came from it. And that's what they get. So Minnesota, this makes perfect sense for them. They've overhauled their entire team. Since Gerson Rosas took over this this team, they only have Towns and Akogi left. Those are the only two players (laughs) that are left from when he took over, which is wild. So now they have D'Angelo Russell, uh, two expiring contracts. Gorgie Jang is gone now, um, and they have a bunch of young guys. That's that's all. They ha- that's all their team is now. They're this young, up and coming team with these two, you know, young all stars. And then the Golden State Warriors, they get Wiggins, a reclamation project, uh, and then that protected first round pick that's only protected top three, I think. Uh, that should be a pretty good pick. Yeah, man. There's so many different 
avenues that we could go down with this trade. That we could talk for an hour about this deal. I bet we really could. And it's just so it's so weird. And I, I seen immediately saw people, you know, like, hey, okay, well, they can, you know, eventually if this, you know, turn around this summer and then take Wiggins' salary and put these picks and stuff with that and make a bigger deal, like they can still make a bigger deal because I feel like the moment that they got D'Angelo Russell, we all knew it wasn't a perfect fit, but it was going to be a key piece to land the next piece, yeah. whatever that next big piece was. A lot of people threw Brad Beal and, and whoever, whatever name you want to get to, but like Wiggins isn't that next piece, but I don't think Wiggins is going to be able to get you that next piece. So like I, his value across the league, are people going to want Wiggins' money? Because that's basically the only money you're going to have unless you're going to send out Steph, Clay, or Draymond, which it looks like you're not going to. So I think like this move is literally them kind of cashing their you know chips in now and saying, all right, well, whatever move we make next is going to be based off the draft picks, but it's going to have to be for a younger guy or they just take the, they just take the picks and say, we want bodies and we want young guys, whether it's James Wiseman or LaMelo ball or whoever it is, they get in this upcoming draft. But I just, it was just weird. I'm happy that Wiggins is going to a different situation. I'm all about, uh, <clears throat> kind of Andre Drummond in a different vein if somebody else got Andre Drummond. But I'm all about some of these guys that underperform, that's been in a losing situation their entire career, getting a, a fresh start somewhere. And what a better place for Wiggins you know, in Golden State. If it doesn't work out in Golden State with Steve Kerr and these guys, then sorry, bro. I mean, it's China after that. So, <laughs> I mean, I just don't... The role is there for him. The blueprint is there. The Harrison Barnes, whatever type of role you want to say. He's not Harrison Barnes. But yeah, Harrison Barnes is trending yesterday because everyone was making the comparison. But like that that role that role is right there for him. So I hope he does well. I was on that island. I stayed on that Wiggins Island longer uh, or that Wiggins Hill or whatever you want to say. Every trade than- pod we've ever done, you've been like, what could the Mavericks get Wiggins? Like, could they fix Wiggins? You're the you're the you know, the know. boyfriend that wants to fix the girlfriend. That's the, <laughs> that's where you are with Wiggins. But then I, I left and I left that hill. I came down off of that and I was like done with it. But- and then you picked him as an all star earlier this year. Yeah, after we did way too early All Stars after yeah, first yeah. like two two weeks of the season, but going back to Minnesota, and I'm just going to echo a little bit what you said. I love what they did over the past two days. Yeah, when you have a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, especially he's unhappy, he hasn't been winning a lot, and I know a lot of that has to do with you know with him too. He's not like for without, sure. He he gets blamed in that too, but if you have the opportunity to go out and get another young star, past All Star. Like, I mean, he was an all-star last year. He was one. He's same same age as Towns, best friends with Towns, for all we know. You go out and get him. So now you have two guys, two 24-year-old, let's just say all-stars, and then you build around that, and you know they still got the Brooklyn pick that they didn't put in the deal, that they still have their own pick. So they're going to have two picks that's going to be, you know, their pick, a top 10 pick. The Brooklyn pick is going to be, I think it's top 14 protect or something like that. So it can be what? 15, oh, yeah, it's going yeah, to be the 15th or 16th pick. We talked about this the other day. Yeah, yeah. So, if you know, assuming that they squeak into the playoffs. So they're still going to have two top 20 picks in this upcoming draft. They still kept Jarrett Culver, Akogi, like you said. And then they got some other guys, you know, like Malik Beasley and Hernan Gomez. So I, I like what Minnesota did over the past two days. They're not going to make the playoffs this year or anything like that. But. You got to make your star happy in towns if you want to keep them long term. And it looks like you did that for now. Feels like a starting point for them. Feels like this is where, exactly. you know, Garrison Rosas can actually build this team from here, right? 
you know, he started over. He got rid of all the bad contracts. They're going to have some cap space too, which is kind of wild um, to maybe make some moves. I don't think they're going to get free agents, but they can make some moves. Um, They'll probably use some of that to re-sign Beasley or Hernan Gomez or both of them. But yeah. I, I, I literally text you. I'm like, have we seen this before? I don't think it will be hard to go back and track it, but have we seen a team uphaul like or overhaul the, the roster as much as that they did in a two-day span before the in the midseason? <laughs> literally like nine players are yeah. gone. And you're looking at a Kogi, Culver, Towns, Jacob or Jake Lehman. Yeah. I mean, it's literally those four guys and everybody else is gone. So it's just it's crazy and uh it's a it's a weird deal, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's weird for Golden State, but they're they're banking on the fact that maybe um that their environment can can help Andrew Wiggins become his full potential. And if that happens, you know, if maybe playing with Draymond Green helps finally kickstart his defense, he was such a good defender in college. That was one of the big things that people talked about when he went number one and he came yeah. into the NBA and he's been terrible. But maybe a new situation, you know, unlocks that for Wiggins. Like that's a dangerous, dangerous player with those other guys. Um, he's never played this much shooting before. And so maybe that helps. Uh, he's probably never played with a coach as good as, as you know, Steve Kerr. So there's a lot of different factors, uh, but they're making a big bet, or they're you know light years ahead and they know something we don't. But um, all right, let's get we, we we almost spent a whole segment on that. Um, Marcus, we can, we can go quick through the Drummond thing if you want. Yeah, so, so so Marcus Morris going to the Clippers, I think it helps them by taking him away from the Lakers more than more than it helps them as a team. Um, because oh, I think it helps them as a team a lot, though. But I think it also helped to keep him away from from the Lakers because if the, if the Lakers got him, that's at least somebody you can throw at Kawhi and, and Paul George. Right now, the Lakers just have LeBron and Danny Green. <laughs> I guess that's who Caruso. you're throwing at those two guys. Caruso sometimes <laughs> like they don't have a lot of options to guard those guys. So keeping him away from from the Lakers was helpful for them. Yeah, and well, it kind of depends on you know we're going to talk more about this in a little bit, but Brad Townsend's uh, report about the Danny Green stuff, and if they had swapped out Danny Green for Marcus Morris, I don't think I would like like you would you would want both of those guys, you know? Yeah. If the Lakers could have pulled off Danny Green and Marcus Morris in the same team around LeBron, then that would be huge to go against the Clippers. But I yeah, I think he'll he'll be huge for the Clippers. I I think this was the. I think this is on par with the the Miami move as far as moving the needle some, and you know they go get Marcus Morris, and I mean, gosh, I mean you have another guy like Kawhi, Paul George, uh, you have Patrick Beverly on this team. I mean, you just have you know the Marcus Morris, the Patrick Beverly lineups are going to be so annoying to play. Yes, yes, and referee. I mean, it's just like it's like who's gonna you know come off the bench for them and you know they kept Shamit and it's like yeah. Shamit Marcus Morris and Lou Williams and Montres Harrell and I mean and they still have a couple roster spots open so if somebody like Tristan Thompson does get a buyout which we don't know what's going what's going to happen I mean what a prime spot for a big like him yeah um, the Drummond to Cleveland seemed like it kind of surprised everyone because it was for nothing basically a future second yeah. a second round pick. Brandon Knight goes back to Detroit and John Henson, uh, and Cleveland gets Drummond. So you have you have Drummond, and uh, you're keeping Tristan Thompson apparently, and you have Kevin Love too, and then you have these terrible guards and like what a weird team right now. Um, I guess you're just you're just you know trying to find talent anywhere uh, if you're Cleveland and you're like hey he's a talent let's bring him in and see what happens let's let's be the best rebounding team in the NBA with <laughs> Kevin Love and Andre Drummond. 
if, if from Cleveland's side, I get it. Like I, I don't blame Cleveland at all doing this. You gave up literally nothing and to to get Drummond for three months. You see if it's going to work. You see if he wants to be there, and then he has to decide if he if he wants that money or not. I don't think he's going to get twenty eight million in the open market because, especially after this deadline, because one of the storylines coming out of this deadline is a lot of these bad teams who had cap space. You you even saw those guys punting on the cap space in Memphis and Atlanta and some of these guys that you know all of a sudden they don't have the cap space anymore. So I was just really confused from Detroit's side and. I mean, what are you, why are you doing this deal? Even who cares if even if it is the thing of man, we're scared Andre Drummond will opt into the last year. Who cares? You're not going to. It's not like you're you're a huge free agent spending you know place. What are you going to get this summer? Who cares if he opts into that last year? Heck, it might even get you more value as an expiring contract in a summer to where other teams are going to be wanting more cap space because nobody has it. Or you know, like I could see it. I totally see something like that happen. So it just didn't make any sense. To trade somebody like Drummond, who has been with your team forever, his whole career, and you just give him away for pennies, like there's nothing you can pull from this. A second round pick, who cares about that? It just it made no sense for me from Detroit side. I think they're just ready to move on from him. Uh, he was ready to move on from them, uh, even though he said it, you know, caught him by surprise. Like they were both ready to move on. It was it was just it was done. And I don't know if you want a guy like that on your team for you know a long stretch of time. Like that just becomes. I don't well, know. Freaking Cleveland has Kevin Love. I mean, he don't he don't want to be there. He's acting worse than Drummond on the court. Yeah, so now they get to be you know miserable together. But I just, I just think <laughs> really? that's just from Detroit's side of it. I think they were just ready. Yeah. They you know Cleveland didn't do what Detroit did. <laughs> Detroit did what Cleveland couldn't do. I guess. Um, yeah. So yeah, make that move. Whatever. That was just a weird move. All right, coming up, let's get into why the Mavericks didn't make a move and uh, what it means for the Mavericks going forward. All right, Isaac, uh, the Dallas Mavericks did not make a move. However, um, or they made the Willie Colley-Stein move, whatever. But Brad Townsend of the Dallas Morning News um, said, Source, had Marcus Morris gone to the Lakers, not the Clippers, at, a, at the 11th hour before the trade deadline, Mavericks believe they had a deal in place for Danny Green, one of their summer free agency targets. To make the Danny Green acquisition happen, Source says, Mavericks would have given up the 2020 Golden State second-round pick that it covets. Mavs wanted Green's defense, blah, 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 all the stuff we know. Lakers' Knicks deal from Morris would have sent Kuzma and Danny Green to the Knicks to make the numbers work, but the Knicks didn't want to take on Green's salary, which is where Dallas would have come in, taking off, you know, taking Green off the Knicks' hands for Courtney Lee's expiring contract and the Golden State second pick. So the Mavericks, in this in this iteration of the deal, would have come away with Danny Green for Courtney Lee and the, and the Golden State pick, which would have just have been chef's kiss. Like that would have been awesome. <laughs> Brad Townsend, bro, we love you. That was a knife to the heart. No, come on. I, I, it it was. He, I'm not blaming him. You got to report that, and that's great information. I'm glad we got. I'm glad we got the report because we get we love knowing information. But as a Mavs fan, that would. I mean, seriously. I mean, that we would have been a winner. I mean, we would have been one. It would have. I mean, you'd be able to turn the expiring and the second rounder to Danny Green, who's under contract this year and next year. Everything that we hiked up in the summer would have still been there. And I mean, it kind of shows you what, you know, Dallas was hanging around waiting for. And, you know, going into it, we kind of prepped everybody a little bit yesterday that, 
Well, there's a strong likelihood Dallas you know, might not do anything at deadline day. If they do something, it'd be smaller. We talked about a little bit that you know Dallas could just be hanging around to you know catch a rebound off something or to see. We threw out Mo Harkless yesterday. We threw out Goran Dragic on yesterday's pod of you know if some of these the Mo Harkless deal when that happened, I'm like, oh man, is New York gonna want Harkless? If not. That it would have been the same type of situation to where, hey, if New York doesn't want him, him like Danny Green, I would have gladly taken Mo Harkless on the Mavericks. And it looks like that's what Dallas was doing. They were waiting on some of these other deals to happen to see if somebody like a Danny Green shakes free and it goes to a bad team and they're like, hey, there's no sense in us paying him. And it looked like Dallas hung around for something like that. It obviously didn't work out. It's kind of, there's a little irony behind it that because somebody didn't pick the Lakers or somebody didn't go to the Lakers, we didn't get Danny Green again (laughs) uh, to where if Kawhi went to the Lakers. And once again, the Clippers (laughs) screw us uh, because uh, the Clippers got Kawhi, which was cool if you don't like the Lakers like me. Uh, But then we didn't get Danny Green, and now Marcus Morris doesn't goes to the Clippers (laughs) instead of the Lakers, and we don't get Danny Green again. But, um, yeah, I mean, that would have been a home run if they could have got Danny Green. It would have been great. Um, and it shows the Mavericks, yeah, we're, we're waiting around trying to find the right move, which is what they should have done. They shouldn't just go out there and just you know throw anything out there and try to get anybody. They're trying to get the right kinds of players to add to this you know, this team. Right now, uh, some people were saying, well, you know, some people were, were upset they didn't make a move. They're like, well, what about – what about some? <laughs> some people were saying, what about upgrading the, you know, Justin Jackson, Brokoff, like that spot? Um since they didn't make a move, unless somebody shows up in the buyout market, right now this is what the playoff rotation with everybody healthy except for Dwight. Luca, Porzingis, Dorian, Tim Hardaway, Curry, DeLon Wright, Maxi, Brunson. That's eight players. And sometimes yeah. games you just play with eight players. And then Berea and Boban. Those are the two wild cards coming off the bench. That's your ninth spot as a wild card. And you throw Justin Jackson into the wild card spot too. Um, Did you say Willie? No. After five games, I think I'm. I think Rick Carlisle is not going to want to play him in a playoff series. That could change between now and then, but from what I'm seeing from Rick Carlisle, the way that he subs him in and <laughs> subs him out quickly, I do not think that he will make the playoff rotation. Uh, he could be part of the wild card, sure, but that's what it is right now. It had room, you know, the playoff rotation had room for maybe one more player, like a Danny Green or Dwight Powell if he was healthy. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty set. You'd have yeah, to find the it, it, you'd have to find the exact right player to add to that. Was what my point is to add to that yeah. to you know somebody that would crack the lineup that would make sense to make the move this year. If not, just wait till just wait till the draft or free agency. Exactly, and I think that waiting for the right type of deal. Danny Green would have been the right type of deal uh, to take advantage of. You bring him in; he fits. The, you know, he fits the rotation, fits the team, and. You know, Dallas has been really open. They they have a super young core that they, they like. They like these guys. They like Seth Curry and Brunson and all this stuff. And we can't hammer home this point enough that making the playoffs this year, that's that's a win. They won 33 games last year. 33, okay? So they're on pace to, you know, be 15 more wins, 20 more wins, you know, somewhere around 50 win mark. 17 like they more, have 50, yeah. 
Now, if they have 50 wins this year, that's 17 wins. Like, I mean, that's that's huge for them. They go to the playoffs as the sixth seed. I mean, heck yeah. I mean, that's that's huge. So even if they get put out in the first round, that's still a win. But the big thing is they want to see these young guys get experience. We want to see what these pieces look like. And if let's say get, they get to the playoffs and one of these young guys like really pops, like is huge. Somebody like Dorian proves to be literally one of the best perimeter defenders in the league or and all this stuff like that that you want to see that where what if one of these young guys just gets to the playoffs and they just crumble and you're like all right man like I'm you know we have them on a cost control contract but I don't know you know we see them what they look like in the playoffs are they super valuable in the playoffs you want to see which of these pieces are going to continue moving forward down the line and and that's kind of where Dallas is at like hey let's just hold on these pieces and I think it kind of speaks a little bit to Courtney Lee's uh, it's kind of two things. I want to see what happens with Courtney Lee. There's one or two things. Either one, it shows you after today that they really like his veteran leadership on the bench, and that I know a lot of players in that locker room, do, you know, do like Courtney Lee and stuff because yeah. they could have easily swapped Courtney Lee for another random expiring wing on the market today, and brought that person off the bench and had him or somebody like a Justin Jackson caliber type of player. They could have easily done that today, but they didn't. And they could have attached a second-round pick with Courtney Lee and, and got somebody like that, but they didn't. So it's either that route or I don't think they'd go this route. I could be wrong. Or what if they buy out Courtney Lee over the next few weeks and say, hey, we want to honor this for you. If you want to go to an actual like title team, if somebody like the Clippers or Lakers or somebody in the East you know, is like, hey, we would love to have Courtney Lee on our team, I don't think they go that route. I think they just hold on to him, but you never know. So... That I think that could have clearly happened today, but they obviously elected not to, not to go that route. And yeah, I do know Courtney Lee is very well respected in that locker room, though. He is, yeah. Lucas talked about him. A lot of guys have talked about Courtney Lee. Um, yeah, I and- do want to add this though with the buyout stuff that now it's buyout season. And just a reminder, Nick just read off everybody on the team. If they do chase a buyout guy, they need to clear up a roster spot. So. Just that if they do go and get somebody, they would have to waive somebody like a Brokoff or whoever you want to name or buy out Courtney Lee Lee, and and bring in somebody else. So that's just a a small reminder if they get somebody out the buyout market. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Um, That's why the Mavericks didn't make a move. And, you know, we think it's fine. We we think that this whole season should still be about Luca and Porzingis. At this point in the season, get healthy, bring that, you know, bring that, get, get to the play, get healthy, get to the playoffs. Get some experience in the playoffs, and then turn your attention towards the draft. That's when you can make another move to try and yes. add to this team. You have some long-term pieces. You have, obviously, the two guys. Mavericks have two things. This is what I wrote in my Central Track piece. Mavericks have two things that every team wants, talent and time. They have the talent. They have two guys, Porzingis and Doncic, that have been all-stars. They have time. Both those guys are signed through 2022. I mean, that's at least three more seasons with these guys together. Then after that, Luca's a restricted free agent. So he's, you know, uh, they're going to hold on to him for sure. (laughs) And then, you know, Porzingis has that player option in 2023. And so you have both of those guys. You have to make the right moves around them. And you have to be very careful with the moves you make because you don't want to get stuck in a situation where all of a sudden you have these two young guys and then – a talent around them that just doesn't make sense signed for four years, yeah. right? And you're just stuck yeah. with it. You can't make any moves. You can't do anything about it. And uh, your team just stays stagnant and you can't make any moves. You just move laterally. But they're building something right now, kind of going the long-term approach. And these guys are young too. 
I mean, the last 20-year-old that won finals MVP was like Magic Johnson, <laughs> you know, or like Kawhi when he was with the, the Spurs. That was a very different team. Um, I, I would be shocked. I would be shocked if from the time uh, from draft day to into free agency that there's not a trade that the Mavericks don't make somewhere through there. Because here's another thing to keep in mind. We've talked about the inexperience of this team plenty of times. And how you know it's a younger team, but they don't have a ton of experience. You're not going to take this team and then go add the Golden State second rounder and then go add another first round pick on top of that and expect both of those guys to come in too and be part of the rotation. Then you're just getting younger. This team needs vets to you know advance further in the playoffs at some point. So at some point, they're going to take some of these assets, whether it's some of the young guys or some of these draft picks on draft night or the expiring contract of Tim Hardaway, some type of combination of these guys, whether it's on draft night or the summer, and then try to consolidate a little bit and go and get somebody else. That just didn't happen before the deadline, and it's perfectly fine. Like It's okay. So uh, they have a lot of options come draft night. And if they do take both of their picks, and we'll see see what else happens then. And you have some expirings to work with, you know, going into the off season. I, we're happy with it. It's okay. It's one of the first years that we were. I think, or at least for me, I am happy with that they didn't do anything. Yeah, I, I'm content. Let's just say that if they went out and got somebody like Alec Burks for uh, a random second round pick, I would have been like, sure, cool. Yeah, and we would be hyping up Alec Burks right now. That'd be cool. But they didn't, and I'm I'm content with it. It's okay, and. The big thing, Nick is hammering home a thousand times. The season's about KP and Luka and finding that experience. And I'll add on top of that, just a tad, they didn't cut into that 2021 cap space at this deadline. They didn't didn't do anything stupid, right? They could have done something stupid today. (laughs) They didn't do that. (laughs) They didn't move backwards. So if they went out and did that today, then there's only a certain amount of times throughout the year that you can... You know, they have the chance to cut into that 2021 cap space, and they didn't before this deadline. So there's little wins that you can pull out of this, and the fact that they didn't do anything, I'm fine with it. I think from a – can we talk about just the playoff picture just real quick? Sure. I think when you look at the playoff picture, I think this is one of the storylines for as a league as a whole uh, is you know, the lack of you – know, contenders that really made a move that moved the needle some and you know I mentioned Miami and the Clippers but really when you look at the West you know the Lakers kind of surprised me I thought they would do something today the Lakers didn't do anything you know if you want to say the Nuggets got better well you know the Lakers they got their move in the hole right they're they're waiting for their guy they're waiting for this guy they've been ready for since the beginning (laughs) of the season yeah okay J.R. Smith old soup thrower himself J.R. Smith I'll die. Oh, man. Um, Darren Collison, they're waiting for it, too. But, but uh, he'll go to the club. They'll get some buyout guy. I don't know who it's going to be. They'll get some. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get some. And I think um, maybe you know over the next you know, few days, maybe we can talk about, we'll go through a list of buyout candidates. So somebody we think we could, you know, you could keep an eye on over the next few weeks. Because I think Dallas will definitely be interested in some buyout guys for sure. Yeah. And There's I think that's a lot a of teams interested in buying. It's just, that, that's the thing. It's just like everybody has already been tweeting at us today, and it's like, "What about these guys? Buyout guys?" You just got to remember, like I had one of my best friends. He's a huge Rockets fan. He's like, "Yeah, but we're going to get Tristan Thompson in the buyout market." I'm like, "Yeah, but are you sure Tristan would pick the Rockets over Boston, the Clippers? You know, even if L.A. came like, yeah. you know, it's it's that stuff of there's all of these contending teams." Are going to be players in the buyout market. So if you're Dallas, that's going to be trying to convince some of these, you know, 
if you're Tristan Thompson, you're going to want to have a deep playoff run, and you have a huge role in some in Boston or L.A. So it's just remember to keep that. But like the Jazz really didn't do anything. The Thunder stood pat. Yeah, I the think Jazz made Maverick, their move and getting Jordan Clarkson earlier. They made their trade earlier. That's true. That that's was true. One yeah. thing they did. As a Mavericks fan, I was wanting the Gallo move to happen I to know. Miami because that you know it wouldn't have strengthened really OKC. So it would have taken. The, I think it would have taken them down just a little bit. Uh, just losing a guy like that, but they stood pat. I think Memphis, um, Memphis, like I said, I mean, I, they got a good player in Winslow and stuff. I don't think they got worse. So I was kind of surprised some of the fringe playoff teams in the West didn't do anything. I was surprised Portland didn't do anything. They traded a whole kinda, bunch of people. They, they traded for Ariza and they traded away Kent Bazemore and Tolliver and they made a bunch of different moves. Well, but. okay, okay. I was kind of viewing that those moves as like money type of moves instead of like, and I think it's just randomly working out that yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't do anything today to like add anything. Um, I thought the Pelicans might do something. Um, they didn't. I thought the Suns might do something. They didn't. Uh, another deal that kind of just fell through Luke Kennard deal. I guess <laughs> that just didn't yeah, happen didn't at all. Uh, but Kelly so Oubre was, was available. Kinda, apparently they didn't go for him. Yeah, Mark Stein, man, tweeting that out today. That kind of surprised me. It surprised me a little bit, and uh, that was intriguing. But you know, he even Kelly Oubre tweeted out the little eyes emoji and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I, I just think looking at the West, you know, none of these teams really made a huge splash. Like even Covington and Houston, I'm not looking at it saying, you know, that's a splash. It, it, but we don't know if that's positive or negative yet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it would be what I'm trying to say is like if Denver could have pulled off somebody like Drew Holiday, then you're like, dang, okay. Well, that's they're on a they're on the Clippers Lakers level at that point, in my opinion. And so nobody in the West really made that huge needle moving move, uh, even though I think Clippers getting Marcus Morris puts them over the Lakers. Yeah, and so this is where the Mavericks are. It's all for for here on out. It's about positioning and getting healthy. Right. It's about getting the Mavericks healthy, figuring out where their playoff position is, keeping in the playoffs. Right now they're, what are they, uh, eight-game? They have an eight-game lead on Portland <laughs> for, the, for the playoffs. And so that's a pretty good cushion for, you know, for the Mavericks getting back and um, you know, being you know, healthy. But once this Mavericks team is healthy, they're good. They just haven't been healthy for a long time. Uh, and health, yeah, health, is, health is huge. And, you know, Dwight Powell's gone already, but – you know, missing Curry, Luca is Luke, missing Luca or Porzingis just hurts this team so much. They need both of them together. Uh, when they have them both together, they can beat anybody in the conference. Yeah, and we've said it before. I mean, you get this this KP with MVP Luca. None of those top teams in the West really want to you know deal with that because I mean that's scary. And whatever happens at the playoffs, the main thing is now just getting to the playoffs. Get there, and going through just that. Get yeah, get there. And then it's fun from then, and then you're getting experience together and all of that stuff. I do want to mention, just point out, Zach Levine didn't get traded today. So I don't know who all was at the table for that, but he stayed in Chicago. He did. Um, apparently, you know, table was not set completely for him, and so I don't know who else was there. But, um, yeah, so there we go. The rest of the season, like we said, uh, let's enjoy the rest of the season and let's, you know, hope that the Mavericks get to the playoffs. If they don't get to the playoffs – Let's be, you know, disappointed a little bit, but the Mavericks, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know why I put that out in the ether. No, don't put that out there. <laughs> don't put that out there. We're making the playoffs this year. It's the congestion talking. <laughs> Here's hoping that KP wears a Batman mask uh, 
against Washington. Yeah, that'd be funny. Let's look. Let's look forward to that. Yeah, Mavericks play the Wizards on Friday. If you're listening to this, they play them tonight. So uh, we'll probably have a breakdown after that, and then uh, we'll see where we go after that. And All Star Weekend is next weekend, so we got some fun stuff. Uh, hopefully, Luca will be back sometime next week. They were talking about, and so we'll see about that. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not until the All Star. Okay, but let's just think. Hopefully, right? Like, let's not okay. put that out in the ether either. All right, come on. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, we could get Luca Doncic back next week, so let's look forward to that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace. Oh, boom. <laughs>